everyone, and welcome to You Love to Scream It! Uh, ah. podcast where we watch horror TV shows and movies and tell you all about them. And let me tell you, the true horror is me trying to pronounce the word horror. Do you even know how hard that is for me as a native Rhode Islander? But that's okay, because it's worth it, because I am your host, Danielle Riendo. I am here, and I am joined, as always... With Colin McGregor. Hello, Danielle. How are you doing today? Joined. I just said joined with, as if we are like holding hands. We're not. We're virtually holding hands, yes. just like the people in this movie that we're watching today. Do you like that? That segue? was very clever. Uh, very good. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we are watching a movie today. This is actually, I think, our first like embargo. Yes. It's a brand new movie. Uh, you know, we actually got screeners for it. Somebody trusted. Ahead of time, it. Somebody so. trusted us to to review. Yeah, the somebody horror movie. did. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty glad about that. And uh, uh, the movie in itself is called Host. It is a short, uh, it's a feature film, but it's it's a shorter length. It's about an hour long. Yeah. And it was filmed entirely in Zoom, actually. Yes. I'm going to read the description here uh, that Shutter sent to us. Uh, it says, Host is a story of six friends who hire a medium to hold a seance over Zoom during lockdown. But they get far more than they bargain for as things quickly go wrong. When an evil spirit starts invading their homes, they begin to realize they might not survive the night. The film stars Haley Bishop, Deep State, Rudina Dranova, uh, D- Dawn of the Deaf, Edward Leonard, The Rebels, Gemma Moore, Doom Annihilation. I'm very glad somebody from Doom Annihilation is in this movie. <laughs> uh, Caroline Ward from Stalling It, and Emma Louise Webb, The Crown, who also operated their own cameras... Uh, helped pull off their own practical effects and lit their own scenes. And just to note, it was directed by Rob Savage and written by Savage, Gemma Hurley, and Jed Shepard. Savage and Shepard also served as executive producers uh, for this movie. So really kind of a cool experiment. And it does take place now, like during lockdown. The the folks in this movie uh, talk about quarantine. They talk about, uh, you know, wanting to go out, wanting to see people, you know, what it's like to be in quarantine. Very topical. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like ridiculously topical. It's, yeah. it's kind of cool. And they do wear masks if they go outside, which is also like and kind of a cool... No, just interesting to see that. Right. Obviously, so many of the movies and TV shows we're watching right now were produced obviously well before uh, quarantine and, you know, people aren't wearing masks and people are touching each other and it feels weird to watch that stuff sometimes now. And so here's a piece of media that was yeah, entirely produced in these times, uh, which in itself is honestly just kind of a cool thing. And uh, Colin, do you want to do like a, a, a high level, like, hey, how, how'd you find this? How'd this hit you? Sure. Uh, be- before we kind of like get into it, we should note that uh, we are under embargo at the time of recording this, so we can't get too into the story as we normally would, where we'd get really into the nitty gritty. Uh, we, yeah. will, we will be uh, being a little vague, a little more vague than we normally are. Um, but uh, so going into this, I was a little concerned because I have. Yeah. This is I don't know if you've seen the Unfriended movies. They're the. Uh, I haven't. So I I know of them, yeah. but I, I've not actually seen. So them. So they're kind of like this. Um, only if uh this one had a but like a really high end budget and it wasn't nearly <laughs> like as topical. It's basically the same idea where the yeah. entire production is staring at the screen of somebody's mm-hmm. computer. 
and you're kind of vicariously, I guess, living through that person's experience, which in itself is an interesting idea, which is a lot of what this is. This is... Yeah. Uh, but those movies are good. <laughs> that's, the, that's the problem. Is like at a certain point, yeah. watching somebody's computer screen can get a little dull because you have to follow all their actions on the computer screen, which can be a little difficult when you're trying to track a mouse. Um, right. Going into this, I was a little concerned... But coming out of it, I would honestly say it was better than both of the Unfriended movies and much better than I expected. It's not perfect. It has its problems. Sure. But sure. I, I yeah. thought for, for an hour-long movie uh, about a, a topic that is right, perfect for horror, uh, the yeah. idea of like social distancing and Zoom, it, it was really well pulled off in a way I really didn't think. Because like the fir- I'll be completely honest, like the first five minutes, I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Here come all the here yeah. all the dumb Zoom jokes that we're gonna hear, but it was actually like yeah. it was it was it was a nice mix of campy and seriousness that it's a really hard balance to achieve in these kind of yeah. movies, and I thought it did really well. What did you kind of? Because I remember I told you about this movie when we got the screener, yeah. and nobody else was like well, wanted to watch it, and you're like, hell yeah, <laughs> let's watch it, let's do it. So I'm really kind of yeah. curious going in because you don't you haven't seen these types of movies before. What did what did you kind of think going into it? I re- I was also genuinely like I don't know. <laughs> I I went in like I've got an open mind like it is a cool idea just in general that's a cool concept, right? right? And found footage has been a thing in horror for some time now. Uh, you know, I'm sure it actually was a thing before Blair Witch, but obviously Blair Witch made it pretty popular yeah. to do like a found footage uh, you know video uh, horror movie and so like hey there's a lot of crap in any genre or any subgenre, right? And it's really hard to do things super well, but I am absolutely willing to, like, see if they pulled it off. But I wasn't going in thinking, like, oh, yeah, this is a surefire hit. I definitely was like, well, if it sucks, it'll only be an hour. Yeah. Like, I went in, like, pretty, not down, but just, like, all Skeptical. right, it's going to be a high bar to impress me, yeah. basically. Uh, and just like you, I think I was really pleasantly surprised uh, right. by genuinely the quality of what's going on here. And I want to say like cinematography slash choreography is actually top notch right. uh, in this movie. Like for having basically, you know, your actors are your filmmakers here in a lot of ways. Like it said, Oh, they did their own lighting setups and they did their own, you know, like basically probably setting up the shots with the director on the other end. Cause they were also on zoom, like with the director. Right. <laughs> As, that's how they shot this movie. Uh, and they did a really good job. You know, when I heard, like, oh, you know, it's just going to be actors doing their own stuff, I was kind of like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, but but they, they do a good job with it, honestly. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's I think it's important going into this review to kind of uh, decouple, uh, decouple the two kind of parts of this movie. There's the production yes. side, and then there's the physical, like, the actual narrative of the story. Um, yes. Which I think yeah. is where the movie struggles is the narrative side is a little as much weaker than the production side, but I think the production is so good to for a movie of this quality that it kind of lifts the elevates the the really kind of weak story because there's there's a few stunts yeah. in this that I was genuinely surprised they were able to pull off. Same. Um, not to spoil Very it, but there's, there's a bit with a pool. Uh, over a pool that yep. I thought was really. It, I, I we watched the scene like three or four times trying to figure out. Okay, is it like. It, it, trying to figure out how they kind of did it. There's a bit where yeah, some, uh, yeah. with a window and a, a part and like a bench that's really well done. Like they do a really interesting yeah. job of. And I would love to know the kind of. I would love to see like a behind the scenes of this movie to to see Same. how. 
because they had stunt doubles because you, you saw that in the in the yes. credits which was also surprising that they would uh, <laughs> that they were managed to find stunt doubles close enough uh, to where everyone was I guess and I it's 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 a really well done film in the, in the actual like stunts themselves are pretty tasteful in terms of like what this movie yeah. is going for I mean to it's a traditional like spooky ghost people do dumb things to conjure a spooky ghost. Which yeah. can, like, I don't know, which is done, like, a million times over. And I think if it wasn't for the zoom angle, I would have honestly disliked this movie entirely. Because it, it's it's the unique kind of limitations, I think, that breed the creativity behind this movie's sort of best scenes. Uh, we both kind of noted yeah. it in our notes. The uh, So there's a bunch of scares in this that are kind of traditional. It relies heavily on jump scares, but there's a few... There's a few good ones in here. There's one where they're yeah. kind of messing around with a face cam filter, and the yep. and the face cam filter picks up something kind of like in the background, and it's a really kind of like creepy moment that it, it really kind of plays it out well. I don't know. What did you kind of think of yeah. of the the stunts and and how kind of it all came together from the production side? We'll get into the narrative, uh, I think, a little bit down. But what did you think production wise? Yeah, I, I mean, again, I was I was super impressed, and I would say that it's not that the narrative was weak; it was just very, you've you've seen this yeah. story before, yeah, for exactly. Sure. Like, I don't think it was weak or like there was anything like missing for it. It's just like a fairly simple story done with this incredible style. I have to say, I I really loved um, I really loved those stunts that like holy shit that they really pulled this off in several ways and they also kind of didn't do the same trick over and over yes. again which you could forgive them for doing maybe a little bit given the limitations but no genuinely like again there are things with like face filters there are things with sound there are things with some really fucking cool special effects and there were you know I looked in the credits obviously there are some uh, you know some like compositors and, right. and, and other folks so like you're not expecting that necessarily with like a found footage film or a zoom zoom footage film I zoom footage, <laughs> found I zoom film I found zoom yes. maybe that's what we should call this a found zoom um, there's also in terms of the production the screen capped film yes Will Jordo, Jordan Mallory our producer here uh, uh, giving us the good the good uh, one liners there is something I really really appreciated as well uh, there's almost a, a feeling of, oh, this is all happening in real time. You're just on the call with them. There's right. no, you know, artificial time stuff going on or, or anything like that. You know, it feels like Hitchcock's rope or something, yeah. basically. You know, like it's all one, uh, not one scene, obviously, but all one continuous thing you are experiencing with these people, which I really loved I, I actually think that really worked to its benefit yeah. obviously it does mean it's a shorter film right and yeah i think there's a danger if this went long uh you know if this is a two-hour film i don't know if if this would pull that so. off but for an hour long it really does pull it off i think it's genuinely pretty suspenseful i think it does a good job as well with how different the characters are even though these are just faces on a screen you're never getting like a wide variety of shots or anything like in terms of their interplay, in terms of their rapport, in terms of like how they've decorated their homes, there really is like a nice sense of who these people are and what their relationship is. Right, and I think uh, to go back to the, the time thing, it's it's funny you mention uh, 
uh, how would it be if it went longer? Because we've had we have examples of those, the Unfriended movies, which like I hate to keep bringing it up, but it's like it's literally like <laughs> yeah. almost shot like like not shot for shot, but like it's the same style and design, and there's so very few movies like this. It's the, yeah. one of the biggest problems I have with those movies is they're just too damn long, and you get really tired of the concept really fast. But I think yeah. Savage wisely kept it really like kind of compact, and while some people will want kind of more uh, story and maybe more character arcs, I think what he what he's managed to produce in the hour is definitely enough to carry the whole plot because it is it does get creepy at times and it does get spooky oh, at yeah. times. Uh, in a way, I was really expecting it gets a lot more intense. Like I was expecting some dumb things like somebody gets like their face <laughs> mashed on the keyboard or right. some stuff like that that you you would kind of expect from a from a genre like this and I think it does a really good job of subverting your expectations of what the scares will be and how far it's willing to go with it with how dark <laughs> it wants to get cuz it it goes it goes like to a direction that I think a lot of people won't immediately suspect but it, it when it when it gets to like the I'm trying to like I want to talk about certain parts of it, but I'm trying to keep. I it know, back. I know. Once you get to kind of the third act, the movie really like the third act, so like twenty, like last twenty minutes, uh, really takes off in a much, not want to say colder, but a much more brutal direction than you may anticipate, and I think it works uh, to the film's favor, especially because I think the entire cast does a pretty admirable job with their performances. Uh, do. I don't really think yeah, there was a weak I one. I do wish there was more Teddy. Uh, Teddy is kind of like the one guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Teddy's like the, yeah. the one guy of the of the call, but he like shows up for the first, like he shows up for like the the tail end, the 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 bookends of the movie, and he's yeah. honestly like the funniest of all of them. Like he's got some really good. I, I feel bad for Teddy. I know, I know, I know. Like, poor Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> nothing to do with any of this and he just gets oh. punished just as much as everyone and i felt poor so teddy. yeah honest, honestly <laughs> justice for teddy teddy deserves his own movie yeah. teddy poor teddy like <laughs> teddy did nothing wrong on a t-shirt yeah yeah it, it they genuinely like i also love that about him though that he like again not to spoil anything but just his kind of manner and his like oh we're having a great time guys like just clueless right. uh, and and I love that there's some reincorporation also of like elements of you know why they wanted to do this seance why they decided this would be like a fun thing to do together uh, you know as like a hobby as like a friend thing to do uh, there's some, some bits and pieces that come in from that and just wanted to mention you know when you're talking about how dark it goes or, or how hard it goes there are some things you know, especially towards the end, that I was like, this this could be from Hereditary. Like, right. This, like, certain elements of, of what's going on are, are genuinely very, very scary and really, like, kind of come out of nowhere in some instances, and it, it's, it's well done. I jumped several times, and, like, jump scares, yes and no. I think a jump scare is like any other tool in a horror filmmaker's toolbox. It can be very overused. It can be cheap. It can be all these other things, but... I think they were pretty well managed here. There were jump scares, and then there were, like, truly scary images that may not have uh, showed up for super long, but they, they were there for the perfect amount of time kind of thing. Um, just some really imaginative uh, visual things going on. Again, for something where, you know, the actors had to do their own, like, lighting yeah. and shooting, basically, like... Holy shit, great and I think, job, and I think, honestly. And I think it's really easy to to kind of go in on a movie like this and, and be very sure. critical. 
because it is narrative, like, there there are some moments that are really obvious. You can kind of see the scares coming as they're introduced. Um, yeah. It, I'm not going to spoil what those are for off the off chance you don't, but there are, if you watch a lot of horror movies as, like, characters introduce themselves or introduce topics or ideas, you can kind of see where the movie is going to go with those scares. That doesn't make them any less effective, but it does it does lessen their impact a little, especially because you because then you're looking for them. And then it, it kind of can distract right. from it. But I think it's 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 important to remember the limitations of the filming of the movie because I feel like if this was a big blockbuster horror film, I would be a lot more... I don't want to say savage or mean, but I'd be a lot more uh, critical because I'm I'm very not big on like the super like pr- show your show your hand before you kind of like play the cards, and in a way right. a, a lot of horror movies end up doing by mistake. Like there's certainly you can make callbacks, which I think this movie does really well with a uh, music box. Um, yes, but there's also like some instances like. There's a bit where the girl has, uh, like, her her background is just, like, a video of her on a loop. And I saw that, I'm like, yep. all right. Well, I, I, could, I could already see this being used, like, thing. <laughs> They're going to do something with but, this. But, yeah. it, but to your point, they really don't ever repeat the same trick once, uh, more than yeah. once, which I think is really, really commendable. Uh, especially towards the end when all hell kind of breaks loose and... The, the movie is kind of just going for broke. I, I enjoyed it, though, for, for what it was. I do think its biggest problems are... Is the writing. I think the characters make some really poor decisions at times that are a little weird, uh, especially towards the <laughs> end. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's What did you think of the actual like story uh, as opposed to the nuts and bolts of yeah. the, 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 the whole thing? Well, I don't think it was bad. Again, I I don't think that... uh, I think that I was fully able to suspend disbelief this whole time and not be like, well, that wouldn't happen. Which, for me, (laughs) like that's not necessarily the highest bar, but it's the bar, you know, that something like this needs to clear for me. Again, I think it's also saved by the performances that are really pretty good. Yeah. Like uh, Haley, and and I do also love that each of the uh, actors is is playing a character of their same name. Like Haley plays Haley, yeah. Gemma plays Gemma, Emma plays Emma. You know, kind of thing. Um, I really liked Haley, Haley's character. Who Haley is the woman who is sort of like this is her idea. She's done it a few times. Uh, I think it's Saya is the woman who is the medium who actually kind of sets them up on their journey. Yeah. Um, and and there are a couple of like really cute little. She felt I thought they were cute little fake outs, like little quick, right. like oh, you know, whatever. Um, kind of kind of little fake outs and, and little things towards the beginning think- there, but there was a real sense that Haley genuinely is into this shit and she, you know, gets really upset with her right. friends if they're not taking it very seriously and she's done this a few times and she, you know, at the beginning she's like, come on guys, please be respectful. Like, this woman does this. It's real. Like, I've seen some things. Like, don't, don't fuck around with it. And I don't know. I just really sort of related to her. Like, a lot of her friends were pretty goofy and, and didn't take it super seriously. And, yeah. And, and obviously that's a huge part of the plot, but there is something really compelling about her. And, of course, I love the shithead. Um, yeah. <laughs> Gemma. Gemma, the sort of 
who she asked actually like a really wonderful question. This is very much at the beginning, so this is not a spoiler. But she actually asked like this really like kind of fun question where she's uh, apparently is, is of Chinese descent, and she's like, if I talk to my grandparents and they were Chinese and I'm English, like, will I understand them? Like, I sat there for like ten minutes and I was like. That's a really good question. <laughs> Why did nobody ever ask that in a seance movie? Like, what a what a great question. And then, you know, of course, it's like Saya, or, or I think her name is Saya. I'll have to look again at, at the actors. But uh, it, it's just like, no, you know, everybody kind of understands each other. This isn't like you're going to, you know, sit there and have a dialogue or whatever. They'll, they'll have like, a message. Can I, can I talk to my thing. dog? And like, yeah, your dog will understand. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Emma, who's like the sweetheart of the group. Right. Emma, who, who she is the one who's like playing with filters and just being cute. And she doesn't seem to be, you know, disrespectful in any way. She's just sort of like, I, you know, I hope it's not a stupid question, but may, maybe I, I could see a pet who's moved out. Like, she's just like this sweetheart of a person who has blankets all around her and, and, and things like that. There's just a real, again, very subtle little senses of the characters. But I, I liked that. I, I almost wonder if it was down to the fact that this is such an actor-led you know, to yeah. be successful, and I think it is. Again, I, I really did enjoy this. I think to be successful, uh, the actors maybe got so into their roles that they really decorated for them and really, you know, made costume design choices for them and really just kind of let that... Uh, I don't want to say there's an artificiality to a lot of characters in a lot of movies because obviously there is. It, it is, you know, when you come down to it, a, a little bit of make-believe, sure. of course, but... Just the fact that the actors are making all of these decisions, presumably, or almost all of them, maybe kind of helped a lot with this and actually really helped it feel like, oh, these are kind of real people doing this. Might right. not always make the best decisions, but they did feel like distinct people and not just, here's stock stereotype number seven, you know, uh, the, the hot one or something. You know what I mean? Like, it, it didn't feel like that. It really did feel like a group of friends who are doing this during quarantine because they're bored and curious yeah. uh, or something like that. I think that. To, to its credit, it does, a, it does a good job of sidestepping what could have very easily been uh, introducing different uh, cliche characters into this kind right. of movie. Because you're so limited yeah. on time, it's, it's difficult to really establish and grow a character that you'll really get attached to, especially five. Um, I think the one that they do kind of slip up on is the person who leads the seance. I think she lays it on a little too thick. At times, and it gets a little, uh, a little much. Like she kind of her her entire character is a little weird to me because she kind of just shows up for like the first like ten minutes of the movie, and then like they they can't have her stay around because she could obviously fix everything because it's her thing. So they kind of just have her fuck off for like the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I th yeah, it's very you can I, you can I mean, tell I the time. Liked her. You can tell, like, the time is, is a little bit of a restraint at times because they had to, like, kind oh, of, like, yeah, yeah. usher people in and then usher people out to keep it going. Yeah. Which, like, is understandable, but, like, it does it does kind of mess with the flow a little at times, it seems. Yeah, yeah. I So I actually liked her, but more because she read to me as a very genuine, like, maybe this is because I lived in Northern California for a few years. <laughs> but, like, a genuine, like... 50 something maybe early 60s like hippie like she just yeah. felt like hey she just you know, got back anybody, from a jade grateful dead feeling concert? a little vulnerable you know like she just is such a like yoga mom who also likes spirits like i i feel like i've known this person or somebody like her and she really read like 
oh no, you know, and when when things perhaps don't go super well, and 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 we hear from her, oh, you know, oh, well, that's not great. I love how calm <laughs> she, she is like, about the whole thing. She like, doesn't ah. do like a holy shit. It's more of a oh no. <laughs> it's like so, what happens if the, if X happens? Well, you know, it's uh, <laughs> you could all die, or you could be it fine. Could be bad. It could be fine. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be one or two. We're gonna, you know, what uh, we've had worse. You know, I've, I've lived through the sixties. It's fine. You'll be yeah, fine. Right. right, that's the thing. She just gives off this super I went through the sixties vibe, yeah. and I sort of love that about her. Like, yeah, she's. She's laying it on a little thick, but I also I also think that people like this maybe genuinely do lay it on yeah. a little thick. It's just like so the it, lack it of, actually works. The lack of urgency is the best part of the whole thing. Like there's right. thing, she kind of right. like only like she's like our be- so she's like our best like person for like the lore. She's like the library scene in all yes. the horror movies. We're like. There's like a five minute bit where they like explain kind of like what this could be, which is basically this movie's version of like whoever going to the library to research the demon that conveniently has like a book on it. Like this is, right, but right. like instead of like, it, yeah, yeah. instead of like instead of like it's so good because instead of it being like this tense like revealing scene, it's like played off like this. Uh, you know, you you're probably well. fucked, but you probably aren't. Also, it's you know, it's fifty fifty. We'll figure it out together. Just. You know, just just you got, you girls got this, and she just leaves. So good. It's it's really, honestly, I, I really love that character. I really. The love more I think about it, the thing I'm more turning onto your side in that she's yeah. the best character. Yeah, I just God, she was just so fun, and like again, just felt like felt like a real hippie, like a real like slightly dippy, like yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, that just, oh, did you, I, I just loved it. Did you have a favorite scare? Is there, like, a scene that really got you? I don't know, we can't go too much yeah. into detail, but is there is there, like, a scare that kind of, because I think for me it was the face filter one. Which I think yeah, was, I was going to say yeah. that. Yeah, I was going to say definitely there was something with the face filter that just got me. And, again, it was, like, really creative. No, we're not going to spoil it. It was just very creatively done uh, in terms right. of, like, what you expect necessarily and playing with the medium a little bit and playing with your expectations a bit. Uh, so just so I don't do the same, you know, same exact thing, I would say the pool thing also, uh, again, gave me some real hereditary vibes. Like, right. good job movie. This movie probably had a budget a 20th of hereditary, and they did a very, very cool effect that that I, I would love. Worked I, I, I re- <laughs> really well. I really want to yeah. know how they pulled off the pool one because I'm like, part of me <sighs> thinks it's digital, uh, just because, like, that seems like the most obvious answer. Like, that seems like right. the most, but, like, it's also, right. like, it's, it's a big property, so maybe they could have done wire work. It's just, it's all, it, it, once you, what would you watch it, maybe in the moment, if you don't know the limitations, it's, it's very, oh, yeah, okay. But then you kind of, once the gears start turning after you realize the movie's kind of, like, all in Zoom, it really kind of, yeah. it, I think it enhances it a bit more. Maybe not makes it as scary, but it makes it that more impressive that they were able to yes. kind of achieve this uh, level of fear. I think another uh, really good scare, I think the entire Teddy sequence is very the good. The whole thing. Yeah, which the is. The whole thing is so good. There's, like, yeah. a sequence with Teddy that's all really well done, and there's some really kind of creepy imagery in it and how it kind yeah. of ends is also really terrifying. It's, it's a very, 
it's it's one of those movies where it doesn't do like a full wrap up. It just kind of abruptly ends because you know they're on his. Oh, the ending! I wish I could talk about the ending. Uh, I know, the, I know, and the credits, right? And the way the credits are yeah. presented, also yeah. really, really cool. Yeah, it's, um, it's all very just cre- clever. Like the way yeah. it ends is probably the cleverest way it could have ended. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't go for like this, uh, this really kind of like weird demonic thing, which I've seen a bunch of movies like this do. Um, yeah. This one really has like a. Re- oh, fuck. I just want to talk about it. I can't. It's, I know. I, 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 I would recommend though if you're if you're looking for kind of like a shorter horror movie or just a horror movie in general, this one is definitely like worth it. It's just an hour, which is always surprising, and it's always uh, <sighs> it's a nice compact story uh, that it, yeah. it may not like you know, push boundaries of, of mod of like horror as a genre as a whole, but it definitely sure. opens up the possibilities for this to kind of expand more and build upon kind of the zoom, uh, esque style of horror telling. And I, I'd honestly like to see Savage take another shot at this with a bigger budget. Uh, yes. Cause I think, I yeah. think he's, what he's done here is really good. And I'd like to see if we ever escape from the apocalypse, to see uh, <laughs> yeah. Savage try something like this again, but with like an actual studio budget with actual like right. real effects and not real effects, but m- like more elaborate and a team. Yeah, a yeah team. like a team for effects. Because I think he, I, think <laughs> I mean, obviously there was a team here. I don't want to discredit yeah. that. There obviously was a creative team here, but you know, like a a very robust kind of budget uh, for that type of thing, I, for sure. I think it's easy to look at Zoom Horror and scoff and roll your eyes like I did. And I'll fully admit, uh, I was wrong when it when it came going into this because I I really did not yeah, expect this to be as good as I thought it was going to be. I was very on the fence about this when I first saw it, like in Shutter's like lineup of what's coming. But I think the idea yeah. itself is unique enough to like grab my attention and at least give it a try. And I'm really kind of happy it did. And you know, it's one of those it's one of those type of horror movies I don't think everyone's gonna like because it's a very different kind of horror movie. It's very experimental. Sure. But I definitely think it's one that a lot of people appreciate uh, if they're looking for something different and how it kind of like builds upon itself and how it it tries interesting storytelling techniques. And I don't know. I'm really impressed generally overall with the quality of the movie. Yeah, I am, too. And and again, I think a lot of it is is down to how clever and and fairly honestly thoughtfully produced right it is overall not just the director but again like how much the actors clearly had a lot of input maybe even more creative control than in a lot of movies and also just wanted to mention there are a lot of little moments in this that i truly loved like yeah there was there is a sort of uh i don't again i don't want to say too specifically but there are a couple of little moments at the beginning of like other family members in a person's house like somebody's dad is there somebody's boyfriend or husband their their romantic partner is there and some things happen with that so like little little moments little touches that are again very like very relevant to right now but they were done pretty well and not in a way that that felt very lampshady of like look at us we're in covid times instead it was yeah. very much like no this is exactly what it's like right now like having your partner in the background doing something annoying or you know having like your dad be like hey look at my look at my tan like he does yeah. like a funny thing and it's just like super cute and there is this one moment that i absolutely loved and, and again i don't want to give anything away but there is a moment of a social distance greeting that happens that is just 
adorable and cute yeah. and really good because it genuinely gets at the heart of how awkward interaction is right now. If you do actually, you know, go somewhere and you're being socially distant with a friend, like say you go to a park or, you know, whatever. And like, oh, what's a like appropriate greeting? Like there's this beautiful moment of awkwardness and it's sort of like a terrifying thing is happening right now. Oh my God, I'm so scared. Oh my God, you're so scared. But you know, what's really scary is how awkward it is to say hi to your friend in these times. Like there's this really just great little moment and, and things like that are so thoughtful and so clever and so well done that even if I forget, you know, a year from now, you know, all the events of this movie or everything that kind of happened in it. I feel like I'm going to remember a couple of those little moments and think like, sure. Hey, they made something cool here. Like they really did make something very cool here. Uh, under a lot of constraints. Yes. And, and that's really, really laudable. Uh, but also like, yeah, there's a lot of those little thoughtful touches that make something kind of really kind of stick with me. I think I'll also say uh, very briefly, this is just like a tiny thing, but uh, whenever I watch a movie that makes me want to go and be like, oh, shit, I got to go finish this ghost story screenplay I've been working on. This has nothing to do with like the story of that. But like when something is well produced, when it's interesting, when it does do something new, even if, again, the story is fairly rote, of course, but. You know, just in terms of how cool the production was, how clever the production was, when something makes me want to go and and do some more creative projects, like that's always a good sign, and that's always gonna give me like another notch in how I see this movie. Like, I've, thank you, movie, you gave me some inspiration. Like, that makes me genuinely really happy, and and something that will always be that extra notch in a movie. I uh, mean, for my, I mean, if Disney's opinion. willing to burn 125 million dollars for Artemis Fowl, I'm pretty sure we can. I know. <laughs> Sure we can make the next great horror movie, Danya. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we could make a Zoom horror movie that's like horrible pitches at Fanbyte, and not like freelance pitchers, us pitching bad ideas to each other, which is what we do all day. And it's like <laughs> this is like the Fanbyte horror movie of like, what if we did this? And everybody just being like, what? I think that's what I'm. There it is. What I'm really interested to see is how this movie ages. <laughs> Because I think coronavirus yeah. movie, horror movie, is is going to be something that's going to become almost insufferable in the next two years. Yeah, uh, if if there's a lot of this, yeah. I could see that happening. If this remains like a something of a of a novelty, uh, I I think it'll age actually okay. I, I'm, right. I'm hoping. Well, first of all, I'm hoping we all survive this <laughs> and then, that there are movies exactly. to watch after this. But like a cool and interesting kind of curiosity later on. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Now, of course, if everybody and their mother makes one of these, eh, maybe, you know, maybe that won't be I think the case. But yeah, it's a good it's a good it's almost like a time capsule movie. It, it, it perfectly yeah. kind of captures the zeitgeist and the moment that we currently the weird like social distancing the world feels like it's falling apart and warping around us like it it does such a good job uh, of capturing all of those feelings in about an hour and just kind of like the uncomfortableness of this entire like event and i'm i'm really i almost want it to just kind of be the only coronavirus movie because i think it's such a Uh, yeah i think it's such a good example because it never it never overstays it never like makes the coronavirus bits unbearable because right. I was also a little worried that it'd go a little too many into those jokes, which is really easy and low-hanging fruit to do. But yeah, it, it, yeah. It, like you said, it's little touches that I think really sell it in less than the kind of little like, so how about that Corona? How about like Florida opening it up today or whatever? Like, right. I, I think, <laughs> yeah. I, 
I think it's going to be an interesting movie to see people watch, uh, especially now. And then maybe like, assuming we all survive like five, like seven years down the road when this is less of a, of a thing that we have to, we've had to worry about. And, and I'm, I'm really interested to kind of like see what Rob Savage does next, because this is, this is quite like a, this is a pretty like ballsy thing to try to like pitch and then shoot and then actually like sell but if, if you're, yes. I, I would honestly recommend this movie. Uh, and Shudder's got a bunch of great movies, but this is definitely like one of the better originals I've seen them do in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I'm genuinely impressed. And, and I, you know what? I'm glad this movie proved me wrong. Again, yeah. I went into it a little, not low. I wasn't like, oh, this will suck. It was more like, well, let's see, you know, right. and, and came away. I watched it with Vicky, my partner, and both of us jumped at times. Also, I had uh, one of my little cats on my lap for part of it, and I think she was trying to comfort me because I was like, oh, my God. You know, right. I was, like, getting into it. Like, oh, my God, you know, sitting here like that. Uh, and and Vicky and I kept turning to each other and being like, yeah, this is really good. Like, I'm really interested in what's <laughs> happening here. And I kept being a little worried, like, oh, no, what if it just kind of, what if there's, like, a really corny ending or, you know, something like that. And I was just like, no, but we kept kind of looking at each other like, good job, y'all. Like, yeah. Good job, team. Like, you really put something pretty cool together. So, yeah, hell yeah. I'm I'm really glad. Thank you, Colin. Colin, you deserve all the credit for finding this one. Uh, oh, so, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for this. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, go ahead. I mean, uh, I would think, I'm, try, I'm trying to kind of like put like my kind of closing thoughts on this one together. Sure. It's sure. It's easy for these kind of horror movies to exist, I suppose, because it's a lot of the. the when I say exist, I mean uh, the general story of, of the movie is very kind of simplistic, and it's in its design. Sure, sure. And I think it's important to always remember going into these movies, the, the production, because it can get really easy to nitpick horror movies uh, and the dumb decisions characters make. I've done it before. I'm more than guilty of it on this <laughs> show, probably more than once. <laughs> of pointing out kind of like dumb things that people do, but I think uh, as as an as an overall like film with both production and narrative together, I think it's a very well compact package that kind of has uh, reminds me of like the old Tales of the Crypt TV show or like sure, or like a, yeah. a or like a Black Mirror episode where it's very uh, it's very succinct in its storytelling. It's very easy yes. to generally follow, but it's got some really good like surprises down the road. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that's a really good that's a really good place to to wrap it up and frankly a really good assessment of this. Uh and, and honestly, thank you again for finding this because I'm really glad we watched it. This is awesome. All right. I guess we'll we'll start wrapping up then. Uh so thank you everyone. Uh that's that's what we have for this week in Scream It. And obviously Scream It is not an every week podcast, but hey, we've we've had a few lately, yeah. so yeah, we'll see. I mean October we'll October's coming up. October's coming up. Oh my god, it really is. Yeah. It's, it's it's August as as of hearing this, which I can't what is actually time? believe. What is at all. time? Time is nothing. I don't know if you do this, uh, Colin, but I do Shocktober, but I also do Shocktember. Like I I start my Halloween Awful. viewing Awful. in September. Awful. Oh. Awful. Oh, I I am I can't just put it to two months to one. No, month, Nof rather. November is like the cool down period where you still watch the horror movies, but you know, exactly. like look, I I'm not yeah. a Christmas person, so it's all fall. Yeah. Or is September to November the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. Yep. 
the whole thing. And like, frankly, I watch horror every second that I can. Yeah. But like, I get the extra, you know, it's the extra extra that I put into exactly. it in, the, in, in the fall. For sure. All right, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. So, yes, uh, we've got plenty of Scream It uh, coming at you. And of course, we have uh, You Love to See It as well. And we still do and are going to do horror movies on that podcast. That'll just be probably the somewhat more mainstream. Uh, we obviously did the thing on uh, You Love to See It proper. So we'll, we'll keep uh, Scream It for like the slightly less mainstream yeah. horror movies or, or much older horror movies or, or things like that. But the don't gems. worry, it, it'll hidden, all make sense. The hidden gems that you, you <laughs> the might... The hidden gems, the, the, yeah. the Netflix movies that you will pass by and, and scoff at when you see the names, we will yeah. we will delve into those. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll be there for it. Exactly. Yeah. We will jump in. Uh, so thank you all so much uh, we do hope you enjoyed your, your spooky cinematic journey with us uh, please do be sure to rate and review our podcast because it really does help us uh, and we thank you for doing that you can listen to all our stuff at fanbyte.com slash podcasts follow us on twitter at fanbyte media instagram at fanbyte tiktok on fanbyte and of course on fanbyte.com and you can watch our streams we have a lot of streams now on twitch.tv slash fanbyte Special thank you, of course, to Jordan Mallory for producing this spooky show. And uh, another fun note, you can go to fanbyte.casa for our Discord. So, Colin, where can people find you uh, talking about horror online? Uh, you can find me on twitter.com at beguiledgamer. <laughs> uh, or you could just find me talking about horror on fanbyte.com. Or if you just, you know, if you need, like, guides on video games, I'm also, I'm also there doing that. <laughs> yes, exactly. If you get scared playing a game... You know that Colin is a guiding light for you. Exactly. So that's, that's what you can do. Uh, if you feel like following me, I am on Twitter, the scariest website, at uh, Danielle R.I. They did give me my Twitter back. I'm very happy about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're free All from right. Twitter jail. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out of Twitter jail again. I guess it's been a little while, but still, I'm going to still complain about it because <laughs> why not? Because that's, that's what I do. All right, everybody. Thank you again. We'll end with... You love to scream it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>